you got light. Don't wait till it's dark to ask questions. check the signs, symbols, hints, clues. The writing's on the wall, but it's up to you. Expansion team dilated people's crew. What you want to do is watch for clues. You should check the signs, symbols, hints, clues. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Expansion Team Podcast. With I'm joined by Daniel and Juan. Max is doing the intro today. Nice stumble, guy. <laughs> I'm bumbling, rumbling, stumbling. Last time you do the intro. Hey, man. Scoos, why don't you go ahead and lead us off right Trying there. to earn my stripes. UYS. What's up, everyone? It's the Expansion Team Podcast. It's your boy, Scoops, out here with Max and Juan. We're just going to cut that in the editing. No, we won't. Just to stick it to you. Cut it. No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll see about it. Come on, let's get into these topics. All right. So, order of business today. When we talk about Saturday night's games and the second round and how it's shaping out. So, let's go ahead and start off with the games that happened this weekend. Uh, Were you in Sixers first or LeBron first? LeBronto? Let's talk about the GOAT. Last, save the best for last. All right, Sixers and Philly. Who wants to start off? Uh, did you say the Sixers and Philly? <laughs> <laughs> nice it might, one. Be, it might be Sixers, Sixers, Sixers and Celtics. And Celtics. Um, I think we said this last podcast. We were talking about they're a really young team and they have faced no adversity. So when it starts not going their way, we'll see how they respond. And so far, Philly has not responded well. They they've choked two games the way they should have won, and it just they have all the makings of a young team. And Stephen A. Smith calling out Brett Brown. I understand, like, he's not done a great job. But his job should not be in question. He's done a great job. Yeah, man. Um, you just said he's not done a great job, but he's done a great job. <laughs> no, I mean, just the series has done a great job. But overall, he's doing a good job. Is that not, is that not correct? Very young, say? man. Yes, that's correct. Ben Simmons folded. Folded really, 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 really bad. Like, that's probably one of the worst, like, foldings I've seen of a rookie. Like, just the way he was playing in the first round, you kind of thought, like, oh, this guy can really keep it up. But this second round has been a whole different story. Oh, yeah. I totally agree. Um, this isn't how I, a lot of people thought that this series would go. Most people saw the talent gap between Philly and Boston, and that being a big deal as to why Philly would end up, you know, coming out on top in this series, but Boston just outworked them, outplayed them, outcoached them, and it's evident that, you know, it's evident in their play. Yeah, definitely. I think I've been overlooking Brad Stevens coaching a little bit. He's doing a great job, and he's, he's, he's a really good coach, and he's been the X factor in the series more than any player, I believe. I can't believe Joel Embiid isn't dominating this series. Other than a couple of posters. Yeah, I mean, gives a damn about one poster. Al Horford's been playing them out, even though he got bodied yesterday. Some of some of those plays that they had were nice, but then all all I can think about when I'm looking at those highlights is it means nothing because it came in a loss. I will say Boston has one thing to worry about next year is when the guys come back, the Gordon Hayward, the Kyrie, integrating them yeah, into everything. Exactly, because Jason Tatum's gonna think he's the man, not the man, but. He's shown he can get it done. It, it's going to be harder for Kyrie more than Gordon Hayward. I feel. Oh, like. I th- no! I think it's on. I think it's for Gordon Hayward. For, yeah, he hasn't played it all year. Yeah, he hasn't played. And I think that's going to come down to coaching. Also, when you got a coach like Brad Stevens, Brad Stevens is going to know how to put them in the right spots and have them believe this is what I need to do for us to succeed and get a chip. Like he's got to be able to make that group of talented players shine and have them be comfortable in whatever role they're playing, no matter how big or small. I mean, I feel like Brad Stevens is one of the few coaches that could do something like that. 
Yeah, I I don't know exactly how the the contracts are right now, but I really doubt this this team that they have right now is gonna be completely like the back same. next year. Yeah, like Marcus Smart's upcoming, I think, restricted free agent. And it, well, how, do you know how Morris' um, contract is? He's, I think, also going to be a restricted free Yeah, and he's big for them, man. I mean, more on the defensive end than the offensive end. He just adds toughness and yeah. offensive the versatility. And, yeah. and that's what they really lack on Boston. I still think the rebounding is going to hurt them. And I honestly believe if they get to the next round, which looks very likely, I don't think they're going to have the same problem Le- Toronto has of guarding LeBron. And LeBron can dictate away. In which James Wade. Ben Simmons isn't there yet. He's dictated like the game for like bits and like pieces, like spurts. But LeBron will do that for forty eight minutes and make your life a living hell. Yeah. But I tell you one thing, man. Next to Greg Popovich and Steve Kerr, Brad Stevens is one hell of a play caller out of out of timeout. Yep. Man, like he's <laughs> he's pretty damn fucking good, man. It it, it, it it was great how he got that switch with Joel and B to go out on the arc mm-hmm. and get the mismatch with Al Horford and Robert Covington. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, just so you know, Marcus Morris has one more year left. So oh, okay. Then he's unrestricted, and anyone can come get him. Though they, they got to make decisions about some of the guys on their team. You, you can't keep everybody. Yeah, you know have, what though? You know what though? They do have a core with. I think the pieces that they really want to keep at at the end of the day is Tatum and Brown. I think those are the two most important uh, guys, and they're gonna stay. I think I think you throw Brown out and put Kyrie, and you don't give up what they gave up, and then just say we're gonna trade them. I think Kyrie and Tatum are definitely. I don't know if it's Tatum or Brown. It's one of the two is in the building of the future. Yeah. And Hayward, there's nothing they can do with him. He's he's there. I for feel the like long there's gonna ball. come a point where you're gonna have to part ways with one of those two no, players, Tatum or Brown. I think it's gonna be that or Rozier and Smart Baines. And nine out of ten people will say that you keep Tatum. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I don't know, though, because Tatum's defensive ceiling is not going to be as high as Jalen Brown's, and offensively he might be a little better than Jalen Brown, but how much better offensively you think Jason Tatum can be than Jalen Brown? When it, uh, that's that's a good point, but I think people are more looking at it. People are looking at it weirdly because they're thinking, you know, oh, Jason, Jason Tatum's doing all this and he's a rookie, you know, that's why you keep him because he's so young. But Jalen Brown is young too. Yeah, he's I second mean, year player. Exactly. They both have, I think, three more years left on their deals before they hit restricted free agency. And at that point, they're going to have another like couple first round picks, high picks, because the Brooklyn Nets are the dumbest franchise in sports. No matter no matter who you pick between those two guys and who you cut, if that if that ended up coming, if that ended up becoming a thing for them that they had to choose one and let go of the other, you're going to lose something. Yeah, that's what, uh, I take that back. It's not Brooklyn Nets. I think the Sixers owe them a couple first round picks for Markel Fultz, which was brilliant on the Boston part that they didn't take him and traded down two spots, and then they got. I got Jason Tatum. I honestly do think it's stupid, though, how they compare Tatum and Fultz. Like, you know, they show those graphics where, oh, Fultz had zero points in game one. Well, he didn't play. He barely played the whole year, and now you want him to play in, like, the biggest series of the season so far. People are – we don't know how good Markel Fultz is, and if he comes back next year and looks like the player he looked like in college, he's going to be way better than Jason Tatum. His ceiling's higher than Jason Tatum's. Well, like you were saying last week in the podcast, how Greg Popovich is no way in hell going to trade Ky- um, Kawhi Leonard, that is, to the Western Conference. How do you feel about Kawhi Leonard getting traded to the Boston Celtics for Kyrie Irving? I don't think they'll give up Kyrie. But I don't think they have to. I think I think you can give up a Terry Rozier. Because especially the, Kawhi's value is down right now. 
because he hasn't played all year, and we don't know when he's coming back, if he's healthy. So if I'm Boston, I would not part with Kyrie. I will part with Tatum or Brown, one of the two. You could throw in Rozier, throw in a first-round pick, and maybe Morris, and that'd be enough to get Kawhi. What are your thoughts of Danny? And then they're scary, like really scary. Of course, it depends on what kind of you know shape Kawhi Leonard comes back in. If he comes back the player that we know him to be, a top three player on the planet, or if he comes back and you know he's injury prone, or you know there's drama around him because there's been drama around him all season long. Uh, so he's a bit of a question mark for a lot of teams right now. But if you were to go to Boston, I I agree with Max that if you had to give up. Irving or, or Brown, you go with Brown just because everything that you gave up for Kyrie and, you know, Kyrie is that is that guy, that go-getter to go get a bucket for them. And, you know, they, he, they have that guy and they also have a great coach who is a great play caller. And they, to have that guy and that coach, that makes for a lethal team, especially in, you know, crunch situations. And... I I I would go with yeah I would go with Brown and I think Kawhi would would a healthy Kawhi would make that team incredibly tough defensively and would make them you know really uh, really scary on on the defensive end for any team to try and go up against. But I mean, you guys say that they gave up a lot for Kyrie Irving. I I really don't think so. I mean, they gave up Isaiah Thomas and a guy where I think out of everybody in the league, they knew what was yet to come with Isaiah Thomas with his career. And they knew where their his hip was at that time, and they felt like his career was over. So I mean, well, they gave up Jay Crowder and a really high pick. Also, those are assets. Jay Crowder, especially having a lot of like two more years on his deal, which are almost invaluable to teams. I mean, I would understand that if they didn't have Brown and Tatum, but I feel like they had such a great core already. They felt like maybe from the outside looking in, it didn't look like that at the time, but I think they're their um, faith into those guys really paid off. And I feel like Danny Ainge is not feeling like he gave up so much for Kyrie Irving. So I, 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 no, think, I, don't, I don't think he'll be, he'll be um, scared to pull the trigger to trade Kyrie. I, no, I just don't think you trade to get a guy who you say is going to be one of your franchise players, and then you trade him the next offseason. That doesn't make sense to me. I mean, look what they did to Isaiah Thomas, though. But they never had faith in him being a franchise player. They never called him that, never gave him the extension. I mean... Because, look, my my personal opinion, I'd rather... If, if I have Kawhi Leonard, this is with Kawhi, I would rather have Terry Rozier as my point guard than Kyrie Irving. What if Terry Rozier wants to leave? What if he wants a bigger contract somewhere oh, else? You, you keep Kyrie. It's, no, it's a no-brainer. Okay, but what if that? What if you get rid of Kyrie, and okay. then Terry Rozier wants to leave? I don't think it'll happen like that. I Why think would you the, have Terry over Kyrie? Just because I feel like Brad, he, he'll fit a lot better in what Brad Stevens will want, as far as more ball movement and a guy that will be more willing to pass. Because we all know that Kyrie Irving likes the ball in his hands. I mean, yeah, he does play point guard, but throughout his whole career, he's never really been a Chris Paul type. Pass first point guard. He's a shoot first. He I needs think, his. I think Terry Rozier is also a shoot first yeah, point guard in the same way Kyrie yeah, is. Yeah, he does, and but think, not as much as Kyrie. But it's more it's like he's, he's but Kyrie's bigger name. More, yeah, but Kyrie's also has way better shot making skills. He's a lot more consistent. Yeah. But I don't think you trade a guy in Kyrie that's arguably top two shot maker in the NBA. Especially in this year, I think he's proven he can be more than just a scorer. 
He can be. He can get the ball moving. He's a good defender. Wouldn't say great. He's a good defender. And you don't just trade a guy. You just get. I know I've said that like ten times, but his contract's really friendly. And if they keep Terry Rozier, they're gonna have to pay him more than they pay Kyrie right now. And Terry Rozier's coming up in free agency. The way the CBA works, Kyrie got five years, ninety mil. Same thing that Kawhi got. If I gotta pay one of them, I'm paying. Kyrie yeah, no, that money, I'm saying. Of course. Kyrie's contract will still be on the books, and they'll have to pay Terry like a hundred plus to keep him. So we're you're really gonna pay more for Terry than Kyrie? I mean, at the same time, with the trade, I I really don't feel like they can get. I mean, you say that Kawhi's stock is down, but I really do feel like the Spurs would not trade Ky, um, Kawhi Leonard to the Celtics unless they get Kyrie Irving because Kyrie they wanted Kyrie in free agency. Are are in that um, when, when he were, was asking for a trade in Cleveland? Yeah, I like they were in talks with 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 trading with the they, with the Cavaliers. They did. I just I just worry about one thing with Kawhi, even getting traded to Boston. From all the reports we've heard, or he wants to play for a big market. So what makes you think he'll stay in Boston? He's got two winning. more. I think he's winning been winning his it. whole career. I mean, the Spurs were good this year, but they weren't championship level. I but think. I mean, last year, because that's why he didn't he didn't play though. If he plays, they're a championship level team, I believe. If I knew what I was getting, if I knew one hundred percent I was getting Kawhi, this would be a discussion. But we don't, so I would. There, there's no way that if the Spurs said, "Yeah, we'll give you Kawhi," but I want Kyrie Irving, no, the deal's off. Interesting though, real interesting. If if any of those talks will go down in the offseason, I will say there's one free agent I think Boston should make a run at. But I will, I'll say that for the offseason. It's a big name. Unless you want me to say it now. Yeah, say it now. I think they should seriously think about getting Demarcus Cousins and getting rid of Al Horford. Al Horford. I honestly believe Boogie. I think, like you said, um, pre-podcast about um, if they get, imagine if they had Anthony Davis, it'll be Al Horford on steroids. It kind of be the same thing with yeah. The no, that's what I'm saying. You get you keep the playmaking. You lose a bit of defense, but Boogie, at this point, I mean, it's, he's, it's scary coming off an Achilles. That and, and his attitude. Yeah, but I think I think his attitude is not as bad as people say, and he's never. I don't think he's been a problem in the Pelicans. He hasn't been a problem, but he could be a loose cannon. You don't know when it can yeah, go off. No, I agree with that. He's the loose cannon a bit, but you say he's bad attitude. What has he ever really done though? To like, I understand that you can give him the benefit of the doubt because the Sacramento Kings are a dysfunctional franchise. One of the most dysfunctional franchises in the last 15 years in sports in general, their GM is terrible. Their owner's terrible. They're just a bad franchise and just period. So that didn't help the kid at all. So, I mean, you give him a little, little bit of leeway in that. But with that guy, you got to have certain people around him, I feel like, to make him feel at home and make him feel wanted. Get what I'm saying? I do. I, I get that a little bit. I just think the Kings let him down more than he let them down. And his the problems he's ever had, I don't think he's ever been called a bad teammate, been called toxic. Does he get a lot of texts? Yeah, but Draymond Green does it, and we applaud him for being a competitor because he's on a good team. Well, that guy wants to win a lot, and he gets punished for being on a bad team, and the management failed him. They fired the only coach he liked, and they were off to a good start that year, and then Boogie got hurt for two weeks, and they were yeah, like, let's he- get rid of the coach. And they and George Carl is a snake. Ask anybody. I mean, he's – I would say – He's one of those pampered players. 
Like you have to, you do have to pamper him. You got to be careful mm-hmm. in what you put him into. He's just not one of these players you can throw in any situation. I agree, but I think he'll He's a great player. I get yeah. I get what you're saying. I yeah, mean, I mean it'll be interesting to see what he's a he's gonna be a free agent. They'd have to move Al Horford. And I don't know if they want to move Al Horford because I'm pretty sure Brass even loves Al Horford. Yeah. And coming off an Achilles tear is scary, but you might not have to pay him like the max contract. He's coming off a bad injury. And I think he solves the problem of physicality and rebounding for them. And those are their two biggest problems. Yeah, definitely. And he's one I quick mean, note: Terry Rozier, Terry Rozier, and Kyrie will be free agents in the same year. Oh wow! Yeah, but like you said, though, you're gonna have to wind up paying them both both big money. Yeah, well, yeah, both of them. I I thought Kyrie had more years left, but I was wrong. Yeah. So, but I mean, Terry Rozier is not gonna have to get the max Kyrie is because if you know how max contracts work, if you hit certain accolades like All NBA yeah, team, All Star, uh, that's football, or All NBA, yeah, All NBA. You get thirty five percent of your team's yeah, exactly. cap, and Kyrie's going to hit it, so he's going to get one of those two hundred million dollar contracts. Mm-hmm. So they got a decision to make, and I honestly believe they're going to. They might want to start trading some people now to keep some of the money. They they're going to need money to keep Brown and Tatum. We'll see what Danny Ainge does. That um, does man, like I something's going to going to go up. Not all those guys are going to stay there. Let's just make one. Somebody's going to have to. Let's leave. just make one thing clear. These are good problems to have. We have too yeah. many guys. <laughs> Who should we keep? Yeah. Yeah, he's done a great job, and I hate the Celtics. Danny likes him, but I hate him. I don't. He's like done him. a great job of accumulating them. picks while being a talented team. Yeah, you shouldn't make the Eastern Conference Finals and then have the first pick in the draft. <laughs> that should not happen. Thanks a lot, Brooklyn. Goes to show you how dysfunctional some teams in the NBA are. But that's another topic for another day. Absolutely. So I think we'll go to our next series, which is the Cavs and the LeBronto. Raptors. Huh. LeBronto, yeah. the LeBronto Raptors. Yep. So why don't you go ahead and start us off, um, Danny? Not how I saw this series going. None of these series for the Cavs are going how I thought they were going to go. This as this postseason, but especially this postseason for the Cavs, is not how I expected it to be, and I'm sure not how I how a lot of people expected it to be. But you know, he's, it's just LeBron is playing out of his mind, and his his team has shown up for the most part of the series. He's had some guys that have hit shots, um, and it's just Tor- Toronto has. Yeah, buckled. like you, like you said, Danny, in past podcasts, you always say it all the time. With Kevin Love, he showed up big in these mm-hmm. last two games. Yeah, huge. Yep. And if you get Kevin Love going like that, man, that's all you need. Yeah, they're they're gonna be a problem. But LeBron James, I mean. Come on, man. What else do you have to say? How do you explain that? I mean, he's the goat, man. Game winner. He ha- he has he has the Raptors right where he wants them. The Raptors are mentally out of that. They lost that series before that ball even got tipped up in the air. I feel like mentally, LeBron got in their head, and they're never gonna be able to do something about it unless they get. I, I feel like they got to get a little bit more physical players. I want to I want to make it a point real quick that even even with LeBron doing everything he's doing, I will I will refuse the entire postseason to give the to say the Cavs are going to for sure win this series until it's over. You know, three zero in history is done, but I will refuse to have the Cavs go into a a, a series zero zero and say, "Yep, they're gonna win." Okay. None of these series. Okay. I have not said that at th- at this point. Yeah, this this series is over. They're going to the conference finals. But I haven't. I didn't say it with well with Indiana. I said it because it's Indiana. I didn't say it in the semis. I said they were going to get knocked out in the semis. Didn't happen. 
I'm not going to say they're going to win the conference finals. And for sure, I'm not going to say that they're going to win the NBA finals. I refuse to bet on the Cavs. And I get it's LeBron, but that's this one person. I'm talking about everyone else. It's a bad else. boy to go against. I know. I know. And I'm, I'm, I am, a bad man. I am perfectly fine with LeBron proving me wrong every single series. If that happens, that happens. But I refuse to give the Cavs. Why does he have to prove you wrong? Why do we still doubt him? What does he have to prove? I'm not doubting him. I'm doubting his team. His oh, so team the Cavs is inconsistent. Yes. The Cavs, not yes. LeBron doesn't. No, that. not LeBron. That's okay. why I'm saying if LeBron gets that team to prove me wrong and he keeps winning games the way he's been winning games, then that's fine. If he has enough fuel in the tank to be hitting 20 more game winners to take them to the NBA Finals, then he does it. And I want to say thank you to LeBron James after Game 1 when he had a triple-double and he said it was his worst game of his career. Yeah, that's... Yeah, I don't, you know. Just for all the stat boys out there. Yeah. And Uh, another thing to point out, real quick the fact that every, just about every team that he's going to be facing this postseason, there's something to be said that they're at a disadvantage against LeBron. I get LeBron, you know, not playing with his best team, but that there's something wrong with every single team that he's playing this postseason, at least in the Eastern Conference. Talk about Indiana, not a very good team, A, a decent team. But not a good enough team that you would not expect them to go exactly. Not a team you'd expect to go far in the postseason. Yeah. Then they go against Toronto, who has you know LeBron they, nightmares, LeBron nightmares, <laughs> and postseason nightmares in general. Uh, and then they're going to go against Boston, who has missing pieces and Kyrie and Gordon Hayward. And then they're going to go to the NBA. Finals I wish Kyrie was healthy against. and they met in the conference finals. That would, that would have been LeBron nice. LeBron smacked him up, little brother. Or LeBron got smacked I would, up. I, you know what? To be honest, if you if you just do this. Just imagine this. Really hypothetical, but imagine Kyrie Irving is Terry Rozier right now. He's doing all the same stuff that Terry Rozier is doing. How scared would you be for the Cavs playing the Boston Celtics? I'm scared right now. I really Ah. wouldn't. I don't know, man. I mean, the Celtics are playing really good. I just... I don't know how long it's gonna gonna last though. I really don't know how long you it's gonna last. You can say the same things about the the Cavs. No, you supporting, cannot. Not, not LeBron. LeBron's not, not gonna all of a sudden stop playing. Not good talking basketball. about LeBron. I'm talking about his teammates. When he's when those. But that's the thing. He wins when okay. his teammates doing bad. Yeah, but when those shooters in the Indiana series were going one for seven, one for nine, that's why the series went seven games because those were, they that's, weren't shooting well. And if that fine. happens in Boston, then it's gonna be the same thing. I don't see who's gonna guard LeBron James on Boston. You can say that for every team I know, in look, the NBA. Some guys can slow him down, but who's gonna truly slow him down in the East? I don't. No think one. Any last year's the conference. closest guy to to I ever seen slow down LeBron in recent memory is Kawhi Leonard. He slowed him down a little bit. That's it. That's the only guy. Um, if we just look at last year's conference finals, it's basically the same Boston team. You can throw in Jason Tatum. But I just don't think there's LeBron can just dictate the series in such a way that it's going to be easy for the Cavs. I mean, they blew him out by 50 last year, and at home, what's going to change from last year? They have Jason Tatum. That's not going to matter. He's just going to dictate well, the series. Have, they don't have little Isaiah Thomas yeah, out there. They, I mean, they defense. have their two worst players. Boston's in the worst spot going into this. Uh, so are the Cavs. Final. I mean, what, what's so bad? I mean, they're just they're catching their. They're catching their fire right now. They're, yeah, but their team still sucks. <laughs> How are you going to say they suck and they're beating the number one seed 3-0? I'm not saying LeBron sucks. I'm saying I don't How like How are they going to say the team Kevin sucks? Kevin Love has shown up. Kevin Love has shown up. Kevin Love has shown George up. George Hill's fine. playing better. They're okay. getting. They're finding their rhythm. I mean, they're still, all playing better, Here's man. Here's, well, again, it's because of, I think it's because of the whole LeBron thing over Toronto. 
but it's it was a different series in the first in the first round. But here's here's what I want to what I want to mention real quick. I believe it was game one that Jr. and Kyle, and Kyle Korver hit five threes each or something to, to to win that game or whatever, and everyone was you know oh my gosh they played amazing like don't they get paid millions of dollars to hit three pointers and then they hit more than what two or three and everyone thinks they're like the greatest shooters well they ever? haven't been doing it all year so yeah, I know. that's how scary the Cavs are if they just get one dude to go 19 points and it's that's the thing it's so hard for them to get one dude to do that that's but look that's how simple it is like lebron literally has to go into the game and be like yo one of you dudes just go off tonight that's all i need i need one guy to get me 19 18 that's I, all i, I need. honestly don't think that's a good recipe i think the cavs have to develop a little bit more of a mob like it's not it's not a it's not a good recipe i just don't think that's a good way to go into a game i need one guy to get 20 and these guys are kind of run but i think just a bunch of people got to get in the double figures like 10 points from 10 points from jeff 10 points from like george hill 10 points from corver they just all got to contribute. It's like a group effort. They got a deeper team probably than last year, like more talent on the team, one to ten. They just lack a second guy to LeBron, so they all got to just step up. I think up. that just says how great LeBron is, though. Yeah, just no, I'm you, just saying. Like, that's that's so rare that you If you, you can compare have that this recipe. year's team to last year's, they're probably deeper this year, one to ten. They got better players. They got Nance Clarkson replacing who? Tristan Tom- Trist Thompson's still there. Um, who are they replacing? Darren Williams? Mm hmm. Who else was there last year that was not very Channing good? Channing Fry. Channing Fry. They were placing like with better players, and I think they're built to beat Boston better than they were built to beat Indiana. I'd give up all those players to get Kyrie back. I don't think you want a malcontent player on a team, but I mean, I mean, yeah, in a perfect world, yeah, I'd give up, I'd get Kyrie back. But he wasn't happy in Cleveland. He wasn't going to be the best Kyrie he could be in Cleveland. He was done playing second fiddle, and that just happens. That's why I'm saying I think I'd still roll with last year's Cavs and this year's Cavs. That's a, that's tough. Uh, yeah, I'd probably go with last year's Cavs. I'm just saying though, if you get if you put Kyrie back on the team this year, he's not going to be all yeah, happy. Yeah, I'm and, saying, I'm saying, yeah, in a perfect world, yeah, we no, want Kyrie I'm saying, back. Or, you're talking about them being deeper. What's the point of being deeper if you're not as good as you were last year? I mean, you are correct about that, but I mean, just shit happens, man. You can't have the same team every year. Shit happened. Kyrie wanted to leave, so they got deeper. I had salary cap, I know, man. but that that's that goes to <laughs> my point. It wasn't their choice to trade Kyrie. Kyrie didn't want to be there. I'm aware. I know what you're saying, but the Cavs were just the Cavs were like, let's go get a little worse and get rid of Kyrie. I know. I'm a I'm agreeing with that, but you're saying they got deeper, but that doesn't matter if they're worse. Well, I mean, it does matter. They have better depth. But does like that if matter if you're the down, worst team? They're not. Who, how worst are they team? worse? Is they what? How are they worse though? Because I would still roll with the Cavs roster from last season than this season. I, I get that. But how are you going to say they're worse? They're just plowing their way through the playoffs at this very moment, doing the same thing last year's Cavs did. Okay, but I think last year's Cavs had a lot better chance of going the distance than this year's Cavs will. This year's Cavs have 0% chance year, to win. I think last year nobody gave them a chance, and I don't think anybody's giving them a chance this year to go all the way to the— No, I'm not giving them a chance this to year win to— To win the finals. I think, I think it's been a foregone conclusion to many people— that the Cavs are going to the finals yeah. this year. Yeah. Okay. Regardless. Last year, nobody gave them a shot in the finals. They weren't favored. They were the underdogs. The only time people gave them a chance is when they went down 3-1 and thought, uh, 3-1 is okay, going to happen but, again. But I feel like last last season, everyone knew it was going to be Cavs-Warriors. Everyone. I'm pretty 100, sure that's still the conclusion. This season, everyone was like, it's definitely going to be Warriors or Rockets in the I West. I, I and think, then in the East... People are saying so, it's gonna be the Cavs, but maybe that just but fatigue. maybe 
So would you take last year's Golden State team over this year's? I'm not taking Golden State, period. No, I'm saying last year, who would, go to the, who would you take last year if you were Golden State? Like Golden State's team last year or this year's? Does it matter? I mean, last year, everyone knew Golden State They're was going. They're pretty much the same team. Well, last year, though, everybody knew they were going. But this no, year, no, it's Houston this, or Golden State. This, this year, it's different for the Cavs. I'm not well, saying Well, this year, it's going. different for Golden State. I mean, you're cut, I'm not you're, saying the Cavs are going. Your argument works for Golden State also. Because last year, everybody knew they were going no, to the finals. No, it doesn't. They're the same team. Then why aren't they going to the? Then why would you take last year's? Everybody knows they're going to the finals last year, but this year they're not. I take either team. How this you year? You trying to flip the argument? No, on me I'm is not. not working, I'm just using Max. your. I'm just using your argument. Yeah, you I said, know. I'll take you last year's. You trying to flip the Cavs. argument on me is not working. It's you just two said, different scenarios. You just said two different last scenarios. Last year's Cavs, I'll take. Is they're going to the finals for sure? Yeah. Well, what, last year's Golden State were going to the finals for sure. This year, it's always Golden State or Rockets. I would say this, Danny. That has nothing to do with the Warriors roster. That has everything to do with Houston on the come-up. Well, maybe this has to do with the Celtics roster compared to the Cavs roster. No, it does not. It has nothing to do with them. The narrative is all wrong. Your argument doesn't work two ways. It only works for one way? Yes, because it only works with the Cavs. It doesn't work with that team. It's a completely different scenario, completely different roster. It doesn't make any sense. Different conference. I mean, your words are words, bro. Just using what you said, bro. (laughs) You can never just be wrong. I'm not being wrong. It's just an opinion. Okay. I would say this, Danny. On the Rockets and Warriors thing, I feel like that's just basketball fan fatigue of getting tired of the Warriors and Cavs. So you try to talk yourself into another team being good and going there. I guess I'm just talking myself into Houston success. My bad. You are. There's a lot of people like that. And I think when when the Warriors wind up probably sweeping the Rockets, everyone's going to be like, damn, we should have known better. Come on, man. It's it's like the Cavs right now. The Cavs are all of a sudden they're going to be in the Eastern Conference finals again. When everyone thought, oh, they're in trouble. They're they're not going to get out of the first round. Look where we are. They're probably going to go to the finals again. And it's probably going to be Warriors and Cavs again. I agree. I don't think anyone's going to beat the Cavs. I think that's just basketball fatigue. It's like how the MVP voting was going a couple years back with D. Rose and LeBron. Everyone was tired of seeing LeBron win it. So they said, man, we're really tired of this guy winning. Let's try to talk ourselves into D. Rose winning it, which he was great. He was great that year, but everyone knows the MVP that year was LeBron James. I want to get back to what my original point was about JR and Corver in game one against Toronto hitting five threes and everyone thinking they're the greatest thing ever. My point is that, you know, they, they, it just, it angered me as a basketball fan. And I've talked to people that they felt the same way that these guys are playing like trash in the first series and then they get to the second series and start doing something they hit a couple threes and everyone thinks they're oh my gosh jr smith look at him that's how dangerous they are i I'm, i'm not i'm not talking about the team i'm just talking about jr smith the player and people are like oh my gosh he did so good well i'm like no he gets paid millions of dollars to do just that to hit threes and he goes one for nine and People are talking about, oh, you know, it's just, it, it, it just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah, it's, you know what angers me is when Boban Bondanovic or Bogdan Bondanovic, the one on the Pacers, goes for 31 and people think he's the truth and he can swing the whole series because he has one good game. I mean, were you upset when he did a good and people were talking about how good he was? No. Why not? He gets paid millions of dollars. <laughs> Different player. How? It's the same situation. The same situation. J.R. Smith is a proven champion. It is different. A proven champion. He's just a proven... Bro, J.R. Smith, his whole career has been hot or cold. Role player. Definition of a role player. Never been the man. 
How is it different with Bogdan? Never been a guy to count on, first of all. Who the hell counts on J.R. Smith? To hit threes? Yes. His whole career, he's been hot or cold. The man, who, who the hell who counts on J.R. Smith to hit threes? The Cavaliers do. That's why they have a guy named Kyle Korver. To do the same thing. Yes. No, just just stop, one. What's different with Bogdan or Bojan? I don't know how to say his name. Bogdan. Bogdan. No, that's one of the Kings. It's the one with the J. It's the one with the J. Bo- that's the one of the Kings, too. They have the same name. Bojan? It's, I don't know. It's Bojan. The, guy, the white guy spell on it? the freaking face. It's B-O-J-A-N. The other one's B-O-G-A-N. Oh, yeah, then. but it's weird. I don't know. I just... There's like three different So are you Bogdans. upset with him? He makes no, millions not. of dollars. Why? He makes millions of dollars. People were crowning him the truth. He went for 31 on LeBron. Look, look Danny, let me tell you something about that million dollars thing. Everyone in the fucking NBA makes a lot of money, man. These players are getting paid a shit ton of money all for different reasons all of them you can argue that every yes, nba Smith player gets paid to hit threes dude ian clark is paid millions of dollars the dude doesn't even fucking play jr smith gets paid <laughs> to hit threes okay so does bojan bandanovich were you upset with him for going for 31 and people crowning him good i'm not saying well i'm i didn't say i, I didn't crown him the greatest thing well, ever i, know I just said he went off good. okay good for them i'm not talking about them so he went off one game and people got hyped for it. What's the difference between him and J.R. Smith? J.R. Smith supposed to because he's on the Cavs and he plays with LeBron? What, why are we holding them to a different standard than everybody else? J.R. Smith is supposed to be hitting these threes. So right? is he. And he does. For one game. And then he disappeared for other games. <laughs> exactly. Okay, so he didn't hit any threes after that? He hit some threes, but he didn't, he didn't have, have 31. 30. He didn't carry them. Like <laughs> okay, he was, again, you know. different scenario. I'm not talking about him hitting 31. I'm not talking about Bojan. I'm talking about J.R. Smith and how he didn't show up. Well, and now he shows up one game and everyone thinks he's great. But he's supposed to be doing that on, on the regular. Well, whoever thinks that J.R. Smith is that good. I'm not saying he's that good. I'm I saying he's supposed to hit people. threes. I know. You're talking about people did, saying that. Did though. Ben Simmons upset you when he had one point? Yeah, he's better than that. But I mean, you weren't you're not up in arms about Ben Simmons upsetting you, but J.R. Smith. Who are we talking about right now? I mean, I'm just gonna I'm just going with the flow. Does Ben that Simmons has nothing upset to do you? with the flow? That's no, you're saying if you're field. gonna be upset about one guy, you should be upset for everybody. I am. I'm upset about Donovan Mitchell. I'm upset about Ben Simmons. But that has, not, that has nothing to do with so what I'm talking about. Why are you up about. in arms about J.R. Smith? Why just him specifically? Because we're talking about the Cavs right now, Max. Okay. Okay. Let me go to the Raptors real quick. Dwayne Casey will be the second coach who win coach of the year and then get fired after the who, season. Who's the other one? George Carl. Oh, wow. My man. <laughs> after they got stunned by the... Snake. Yeah, Snake Carl. After they got upset by the Warriors when they were coming on. Yeah. So David Lee went down with his hip and then he came back and he was like, oh, Willis Reed. Yeah. 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 So what do you guys think the Raptors should do to improve I honest, their team? Honestly, I don't think they should fire Dwayne Casey. But I've I've been reading a lot of reports that he's really you know they everyone's like oh they changed their offensive system and oh they're shooting more threes having more ball movement I heard he's not the actual guy who like put that in motion it was one of the assistants uh, his name's Kevin Norris um, yeah they were talking about firing him and putting him up there or Jerry Stackhouse and Jerry Stackhouse has been like the hot name for like coaching hires people really want him I just think they need one more year look. I feel like whoever made that decision, whether it was Dwayne Casey or Jerry Stackhouse, I don't know who it was. But, man, when you said DeMar DeRozan in crunch minutes like that, this guy has been your superstar for how many years? Five years? <laughs> no, stop it. Stop for it. the Raptors. No, I still don't say superstar. Stop. Okay, well, he was the man, Max. The guy. 
Correct. He's been the face of the Raptors ever since Chris Bosh left. Is that fair? That is fair. Oh, okay. yeah, there's a few gray area years, and then he came in, yeah. But you're telling me they made the wrong decision, down 17, and then they find a unit that catches heat? Yeah, but when you have two minutes left and you already cut down that lead, don't you think you should put him back in? I think at that It's not like you're switching the whole team. You're just putting in one guy. Yeah, but I think you roll with the unit that got you there. That's my personal belief. If, you, if you're down by 17 or 20 and you fight your way back with that unit, you keep them. You keep them in. We saw it with Kevin McHale when they were playing, uh, the Rockets were playing the Clippers, and they went on that run with Josh Smith, and James Harden sat the whole fourth quarter. If they're making a run, I won't, I won't mess with it. They were down by 17 with DeMar playing and doing what he does. I'm not blaming DeMar for being down 17, but if, if you find a unit that claws your way back into the game, I say you, you stick with it. I agree to a certain point. I just feel like... Yeah, I don't think DeMar DeRozan's enough of a player to, you know... They think of him like that, though. Yeah, I know. I'm just saying what I think. I don't th- I'm don't. i not speaking on behalf of the Rappers. I think he's not a good enough player to... You know, it's not like LeBron be like, oh, yeah, we should get LeBron back out there. No. Or James Harden or Chris Paul or Steph Curry. I don't think he's good enough to just say, hey, let's screw the lamps that's been working for us. We need our guy in there because now we need him. I feel like the Raptors feel like that, and I mean I don't feel like that with with Demar Derozan. I don't I don't feel like he's a like big old superstar like everyone say says he is. Crown him that, but I mean he's been your best player. I feel like your best player should be on the court. But yeah, I understand. It's not like you're doing the whole bench swap. It's just one guy. I get it, but I I stick with what I said. If you find that unit that works, don't mess with it. If you find a unit that We've, we've seen it countless times. I remember in the Lakers when they played the Celtics, that fourth quarter, the bench played the whole fourth and just destroyed the Lakers. You don't mess with it. Because mm-hmm. if you switch KG for Big Baby right there, maybe you don't get like two quick steals or something. I, KG's better than Big Baby. Let's not, let's not get it twisted. But for those moments, Big Baby was looking like an amazing player. And Yeah. What say you, Danny? You're Where's correct. the outrage? No outrage. You're correct in that. Makes total sense. And... When talking about DeMar, I just feel like he's a star and he's a really good player. He's not that superstar yet. He's not like he's the guy in on Toronto because they have no other guy. They put all their chips on this guy and he hasn't really been performing for them, especially when it comes to the postseason. And I feel like he just there needs to be. And now he's hitting threes and he's still not there. He's hitting threes and he's still not that. Let's let's pump the brakes on the hitting threes. Okay, he's, now he's he's shooting them at a higher rate yeah, than he, he was before. He's he's yeah. Okay. He's shooting them at the I'm least. So, at the least, he improved. Yeah. yeah, he improved. Yeah, he's nowhere near what it should be. As yeah, a two I agree. He's agent. starting to people are starting to have to respect him a little bit more from the three point line than ever before, and he's still not like there. Like I, there just needs to be something where he gets to that next level. Do and you I don't think know what he it can is. get there? I don't know. I don't know what it is. It needs I to be think something. He's been in the NBA almost ten years. You are what you are at this point. It's really, it's really rare to find a player 10 years into their career that has like a revival and becomes way better than what they've been. Usually it's big man too. I would agree with that. Big men do take more time to develop. I don't think it's a big deal. They benched him. So. Could you see him as like, so what, what, what option on offense would you see him for like a championship team? Uh, two. Second, Second option? option? So then who would be the first option, a point guard or a big man? Uh, just depends who you sticking with. Uh, Toronto, with they're, Can you, they're would, in a tra- tricky place. It's hard to see where they're going to go from here. And just the first team that popped into my mind. What would you think of seeing him instead of Gordon Hayward on that Boston team? 
Um, I feel like playing next to Kyrie would be good for him. Take away a lot of the pressure. Because right now, he is the guy. Yep. Um, I just don't know if his defense would pick up. Because he's not a very good defender. He and should he be a should better be. defender. He should be. He has yeah. all the tools. Yeah. Just wanted to throw out, he's shooting a whopping... Let's see, thirty percent from three this year. Yeah, it's just because he was really bad in years past. No, no, yeah, no. I'm just saying that's that, yeah, that's an improvement you. for him, but that's still not yeah. where you want it to it's be. Not, yeah, that's what you want. I don't, that's what think, you, I don't even think that's an NBA average for a shooting guard not. typically. No, yeah. I would, I doubt it. He's he's a good player, very good player, but I will say this: LeBron James has their number in the postseason, like he does every team. He's gonna probably get Dwayne Casey fired and. Does he probably deserve to be fired? No, but at some point... You had to make some kind of change. Yeah, and it's the LeBron effect. You see how many coaches have been fired, how many players have gone west to escape him. To be honest, I really do... I mean, it's kind of hard, man, when you have a rookie on LeBron James, OG Anube. But, um, I mean... Whoa, I think that's the best option they got, though. Yeah, but I will still, say this. Man. I can't believe Norman Powell has not become a better contributor for them. I thought... He was going to be like OG is now. He, I think they get one more year of OG. He'll be like better, and they have a better chance of being the Cavs. But I think I think the mental aspect of it's too much for them. They're just too scared, it's too way, frightened. It, they lost. They lost that and series before it even started. I think Serge Ibaka is a bad contract they have. He's not giving them a lot. Valanciunas isn't really this era of NBA player. Ground bound isn't that great a rebounder. Isn't that good a shooter, finisher, defender. I feel like luckily for them, at best, what can happen is that LeBron James will come out of the East, so they don't have to worry about them. But they got this other animal in the East called the Boston Celtics, and not to mention that they had to deal with Philly, too. So, I mean, they're going to have to make some changes, man. Yeah. Let's move on to the West. Maybe we'll find some more of Danny's outrage in the Western Conference. All right, now on to the West. Let's go ahead and start with uh, Warriors-Pelicans. Yeah, they just got done beating them. We're... Finishing up the game, and it looks like the Warriors are going to be up 3-1. The Warriors are just, man, <laughs> they're just a different animal, man. I really do I really do think that they're going to win the NBA championship. Nah, Steph Curry's going to get his third. You can call it a wrap. That's the way I feel, though. They got JaVale McGee out here shooting threes at the end of this game. Yeah, it's a wrap. <laughs> and when you, when you watch the games... Their offense just moves so crisply. Like, they, they have so, like, of course, you know, you, you talk about how top-heavy they are. They have so many, you know, big names on that team. But even if they didn't, the system that they run, you know, it's, it's that system and the stars and the consistency that those stars bring to that system that just make them the best team in basketball. And shout out to my favorite player in the NBA, Draymond Green. Been having a hell of a playoff. I thought you were gonna say Quinn Cook. He's averaging Look. a triple double. <laughs> Best player in NBA history. That's not why. But um, yeah, man, he's been playing great for the Warriors, like really high level. Sorry, JaVale McGee's just doing Hakeem the Dream type moves under the basket. <laughs> and it's cracking me up. Hey, but okay, all jokes aside, man, I know I know that looks like the Warriors are gonna win this series four one. But I mean the Pelicans, they have a pretty good shot against other Western Conference teams, I feel like. They have the recipe with having those two guards because the West is really guard-heavy. So, I mean, they got a little something there. They got to get but a little bit more pieces. You're going to have to play the Warriors regardless. Yeah, that, that's their problem. And I, that, that's the whole NBA's problem right now, though, man. There's not All many All 29 people. teams 
at some somewhere on their to-do list or their agenda one of the bulletin points is how to play how to beat the warriors all of yeah, them all 29 yeah. it's it's hard man. it'd be interesting to see but if boogie was in the series how it would have fared because they play a different ba- brand of basketball with boogie the pelicans i think one problem with all nba teams is they were like let's beat the warriors let's do it their way yeah let's go find you're not Draymond gonna beat them green. at their own game let's go find draymond green let's go put him at the four we'll put a we'll put miritich oh. at the four He's he's big. He can shoot threes. He's kind of like Draymond, just not as good. And we'll just run with him. Well, maybe you should just try and find two traditional big men and beat them down, low, beat them to hell down low, and win a different way. You don't have to beat them at their game. And I think that's what a lot of teams try to do. We see a lot of teams downsizing to try and beat them. Well, maybe like the Rockets are going to try to do. Yeah, and just really quick, making a preview to them because I believe that's what the Western Conference Finals will be. When the Rockets play them. The Rockets are just going to stand around and watch James Harden go pick and roll every possession or Chris Paul. And it's not going to put pressure on three of the four, three of the five defenders for Golden State. It's going to make Draymond's like life a little bit more easier. Yeah, I mean, you know what you're getting. Like the Warriors, there's so much off ball movement and switching and screening. It puts pressure and that results in easy buckets for them. To your point of getting two big men and beating them down low, every time when we see AD get the ball in the post, they double team right away. And I get it's different because you're double teaming off a of Rondo, so it's not like he has to kick out. But it's it's hard for a big man to be kicking out out of a double team when he's being harassed by guys that are 6'8", 6'9", 6'10", with their arms up at you. They're not going to make crisp, clean passes. It's not that easy. But you, you do make a good point in that. And it makes me think back, like, what teams in recent memory could give a Warriors team like this problem? And, of course, it's going to be the answer is none. This Warriors team is too good. But I'm thinking, like... I don't know, maybe oh eight magic or something like that, where you had crazy Dwight and then all those shooters around him just give it down to Dwight and have him go off and if they double then kick out to one of those Steve shooters. Steve Van Gundy was ahead of his time. He just that system he tried to run, he was trying to make Dwight the focal point, like, oh, we gotta get him twenty. But he couldn't really do it. But if you plug Shaq for Dwight in that system, they're gonna win a championship. Because Dwight just wasn't a good enough player to like carry it by himself, I feel like. But I think the Lakers with Powell, Lamar, and Bynum could like give them some trouble. I don't know if they'd win a series, but just they're so much bigger, and they're phys- they're more physical. Like, sorry, Draymond Green's a great defender, but he's not stopping Andrew Bynum. No, he's not. He's seven feet tall. He's just going to jump hook over you. Draymond Green's so lucky that he plays in this era of NBA. There's not big guys like that. Yeah, if he'll get punished down low. Like my friend Pat always says, he really can't guard big guys. No, he can guard them serviceably. But yeah, like he can't guard DeMarcus, DeMarcus Cousins is going to torch him. Yeah, yeah. Certain guys, like there's, there's a few guys in the NBA that will torch Draymond Green. Yeah, shout out to Pat. He's probably listening to this podcast and rolling in his grave. <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, it would have been nice to see what, what would happen with this series if um, DeMarcus Cousins played. But like every, like Danny said, all the 29 teams don't know how to beat the, the Warriors yet. And I really don't feel like there's a recipe unless they just form some big old super team. <laughs> I will say this. Alvin Gentry kind of deserves some coach of the year votes, even though we can't really vote on it now because it's the end of the season. He's done a great job with their. If you look at their roster, you'd be like, Etwan Moore, Solomon Hill. They don't really have that many great players, but they've yeah. done a really they've done a really good job. Of course, a lot of it's Anthony Davis just carrying them and Drew Holiday, but they've done a good job. And I think 
one effect of Rondo was you're going to live with the passing, but that double team is even harder because you can't sit him at the three-point line and stretch out the defense. So. They try. They try. It's hard to live with, man. Yeah. Teams are going to live with that. They're going to live with the percentages. Yeah, it's going to be like the Ben Simmons thing. Anytime he doesn't have the ball, oh, we really have to guard him. Yeah, so um, – What did you say about big old super teams? You said a big old super team could beat the Warriors like LeBron to Houston? Maybe. I don't think that's going to work like people think it's going to work. I'm talking about an actual, like, if, if they get LeBron in Houston, they're going to have to fire Mike D'Antoni. I'm calling it. He's yeah, not going to fit with them. <laughs> yeah, LeBron's not going to work He's not going to fit with D'Antoni. Yeah. And it's, it's a lot of ball to go around for those three guys. <laughs> it's it's going to be tough. And it's not like people say, it's a lot of ball for Draymond, Steph, and Clay, and Durant. Well, Steph and Clay can just work as shooters. Yeah. They, they can run off screens and AD stuff. Too. All those guys can be yeah, spot up. Yeah. Even Draymond at times. Yeah, let's, 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 learn, uh, let's run LeBron off some screens. Yeah, yeah that's no, what we want to do. Paul, James Harden, and LeBron are too ball heavy. Yeah, and they always talk about, well, people were saying that about Durant, I mean, uh, Harden and Chris Paul, but they work because it's one of the two that's 50 50. So, and at times, you know, Chris Paul just spots up. And is that really the best thing for Chris Paul? No, he's had a sacrifice and he can act as a spot up shooter. You don't want to turn. Durant, I mean, a LeBron into a spot-up shooter, or Harden. It's going to be hard, man. The West got to got to really jump on one of these years where, I mean, it, it sucks to say, but it happens, you know, time and time again where a team just loses a lot of players. And it could happen to the Warriors where it's actually serious to the point where KD or Steph Curry is out for the whole season. And it's just one of those injury-rigged years. And you could probably sneak yourself a little championship there if you're yeah. Houston. Or, or when Draymond gets suspended the whole year for going yeah. into the stands like exactly. run our test yeah but i mean as as far as right now when they're healthy man and they're rolling it's i'm it's not tough. saying lebron to houston to work is impossible i'm just saying it's tougher than you really got to think about it and a lot of houston executives are scared of how he'll fit cuz you don't really fire d'antoni after the year they've had yeah i would because i don't like d'antoni and i don't think he's a good coach i mean he's an okay coach but his system doesn't work. I had a coach in high school. I think I've said this on the podcast. He's better than Phil Jackson. <laughs> Look what he does. I'm like, well, he doesn't win. Exactly. That's what the NBA is about. You always had the best players. You still got to win with them. Yeah. You got to manage personalities. And, you know, there's a lot more to coaching than X's and O's. So, I mean, I think all of us are on the Houston's going to win this series against Utah, right? Unfortunately, yes. my uh, sorry, Max. The Jazz, yeah, they're lucky so, right now. I think by the time we do our next podcast, we're probably going to be talking about the Warriors and, and Rockets. So, you guys want to get into how the Jazz are going to improve? Uh, let, we can talk about the series for a second, I think. I think Donovan Mitchell's succeeded all, exceeded all our expectations of him. Rookie of the year, actual rookie. My man's averaging 30 in the postseason, being the number one option, which is different than being the number two. Carrying the load offensively for a team that doesn't really cater to him. It gives him more opportunities, but it doesn't work perfectly. Like, oh, we have four shooters around you. Go ahead and have fun. Um, Utah put up a good fight. It would have been interesting with Rubio. And, I mean, they're doing what I said. They're going to just try and get Rudy Gobert to switch and drag him out. And they came out so flat in game three, it was embarrassing. They were down by 40 at points. Yeah, they're going to have to find a way to get a Swiss Army knife at the four, I feel like, a guy other than Derek Favors. You know, Derek Favors is a good player. It's just hard to roll with him and Gilbert. Their games don't complement each other. Yeah, I feel like that little, you know, big boy basketball, as you will say, to get those two big guys in there, I just really think they need to switch it up and get a, a true four guy 
typically in the NBA, a guy that can stretch the floor, that can really guard all positions. Yeah, I think it's finding the two right. Like, if you want to go to that traditional two big men, like, think about Gasol and Odom. That's two big men. And Lamar Odom, 6'11". Those two guys complement each other. You got to find two big men like that who complement each yeah. other. And you are going to give up some defense to the smaller teams, but it's finding out, is it worth us to give up some defense if we can bully the crap out of them on the inside and just score at a higher pace than we're giving up? Yeah, definitely. What do you think, Danny? I like Utah. I like what Quinn Stead has been doing. I like Donovan Mitchell. You know, I like the setup of this team, but Houston is the power uh, a powerhouse in the West next to Golden State. Um, I think that the Western Conference Finals is going to be as entertaining as the NBA Finals this season between the Warriors and the Rockets. And I feel like that's what a lot of NBA fans have been wanting to see, this Western Conference matchup between Houston and Golden State. And I know I'll be trying to watch every single game that I can for that series. Uh, real quick, predictions for Golden State, Oklahoma, uh, Golden State and uh, the Rockets. I think it's five games, Golden State. I think it's going to be a sweep. Seven games, Houston. That's that basketball fan fatigue in you, Danny. I just don't want to see I don't, I don't want to see Golden State. I really do feel like it's going to be a sweep. We got to be don't. a little professional. Take out the bias. I know, but I don't. What about Capella, bro? Leave, leave Capella alone. I don't want to see Golden State again. I really don't. What don't you like? It's not, I'm just, I want to see something new, man. I want to so, see a new face Basketball in there. fan fatigue. I want to see a new face out there, bro. Were you outraged the whole year when Eric Gordon wasn't shooting very well? No. Why? He gets paid millions of dollars. <laughs> that ship sailed a long time ago, Max. Okay, sorry. Got a new thing. All okay. right, let's go ahead and wrap this up. All right, if you guys want to follow us, comment everything you want to do on social media, you can find us on Facebook and Instagram at Expansion Team Podcast and on Twitter at Expansion Team 3. This is Scoops. You know I'm right. This is Juan signing out. Go Raiders. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Wrong sport, bro. This is Max signing off. Send us some questions. We're we're yes, waiting on DM some questions. DM. So you can look stupid on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, signing off. Peace. <laughs>